On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we discuss tonight's game against the Boston Bruins as well as some line combinations and roster moves, potential roster moves for the future. We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already, go ahead and like and subscribe to our podcast. We are available on YouTube as well as everywhere audio forum podcasts are distributed. So go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification button so you are notified as soon as the newest episode drops. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing tonight's game against the Boston Bruins. What can the Lightning do to go out there and give the Bruins their first regulation loss at home? And then later on, we talk about some roster moves potentially to be made in the future down the line, whether it be after this season or at the trade deadline. Because let's face it, last night, as well as other games uh, prior, uh, the Lightning have definitely showed that they have lost a, a, a step or two uh, versus certain teams. But Tonight's game against the Bruins. Let's let's start off there because this is, as I stated on previous episodes, as well as last night's episode, if you haven't already, go ahead and, and take a look at that or give a listen. I stated because of what the Lightning, how they're, how they're made up this year, how their roster is made up, and how the rest of the division uh, is looking thus far right now. Um, Every game, and and this kind of, I feel like this is kind of like the case, though, regardless, or has been the case regardless of whether the Lightning have been playing good or not in previous years. But I, I, I think that this year, especially with the way Tampa is playing thus far, and, and I'm not going to sit here and, and act like the Lightning are on the verge or may miss the playoffs this year. No, that's not it. I still think that they're a good enough team to make the playoffs. I don't know right now, as of right now of, of November 29th, if the lightning are good enough to get that last playoff spot in the Atlantic division. Uh, like I said, last night on the post game episode, uh, when I was just talking about how they played against Buffalo and kind of, you know, even though Buffalo is not exactly good in terms of where they are in the standings, uh, still not too far off from Tampa um, in points. You look at other teams that are around the lightning in the division and every game, considering how close the division is right now and how much better teams like Detroit and even like Montreal is starting to get, uh, on the right track with things six and four in their last 10. Um, every game against an Atlantic opponent, uh, Atlantic division opponent is, I think, probably amplified by 10. Because, like I said last night, at your, and this happens with, with every team, not just the Atlantic division, but every team, especially ones that aren't exactly the cream of the crop in the National Hockey League. Um, 
you're going to get those teams that are, you know, like a San Jose Sharks, like an Arizona Coyotes, who the Lightning actually finished the year uh, playing against uh, on New Year's Eve. You're going to get these lower teams that are going to take it to you uh, are probably going to come with a lot more intensity than you would probably see out of some of the top tier teams like a like a Colorado Avalanche or a Boston Bruins or a New Jersey Devils. And that's why I feel like every game in the Atlantic Division, because you are going to probably drop some of those out of out of division games. That's just the nature of it. That's just where I think the Lightning are. And that's why, especially with tonight's game and last night's game, uh, these back-to-backs between Buffalo and Boston, I that's why I believe that the Lightning – Every game that they play against a division opponent is a must win because you have to tally those points as early on as possible because you're going to have injuries. You're going to have injuries to some of your top players. You know, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, try and I, I don't want to jinx anybody, but injuries happen. And, and I'm just expecting, you know. Everybody's been making a big deal about Victor Hedman this far. He doesn't look right. He definitely does not look right. Uh, he definitely doesn't really look like the the usual Victor Hedman that we get. Um, so there is some cause for concern there. And we could tell, you could just tell by looking at him that it's more so a physical thing than a mental thing. So I'm curious as to see when we finally get some more information on what exactly is going on with Hedman. Um but tonight's game against the Boston Bruins, uh, definitely a must win for Tampa. There's no doubt about it. Uh, in their last game against the Bruins, Tampa lost that one at home 5-3. Uh, that was a game where I, you kind of saw a performance replicated. Um, it, it was kind of similar to the one that we saw last night against the Sabres, except this isn't a Bruins team that's going to kind of just fall asleep at the wheel. Uh, they're very experienced. Uh, they're a team that that knows uh, that they have a lot of good players, just like the Lightning, but, you know, they're not going to go out there and kind of just uh, blow out the gas tank early on like we saw from the Sabres. So really, the Lightning, I, I mean, we, we spoke about on that episode after the game that the Lightning need to play a full 60-minute game. I mean, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it when it comes to a team like Boston. I mean, they're they're not eaten two in in their last ten for a reason. They're eighteen. They're eighteen and three and zero oh, uh, for a reason. So on the season, so Tampa really needs to go out there, and we kind of need to see. And I, and I know we're kind of just consistently talking about this, but this has just been the story of the Lightning all year long, and and you know, now we're approaching Christmas. And, and like I said, you know, kind of Christmas to New Year's is kind of when you get an idea as to what kind of team you're getting um, by that point. And that's really who you're going to be for the rest of the season. And it, it has to be a little concerning for Lightning fans. Um, you know, like I said, I don't think this team is in danger of missing the playoffs. Uh, they are going to have their, their spots during the regular season down the road when they're not going to be playing well. And that's why it's all that more important that they tally as many points now to give themselves somewhat of a cushion. Um, you know, maybe if they pick up a few pieces at the trade deadline, uh, we could probably see them maybe, maybe, you know, make a play for a second. I still think that they're better than Toronto, but really I'm not really con too concerned about that right now. But yeah, tonight's game, 
Uh, whether we see Allmark or Swayman, I still think that the Lightning could be either one of these guys, uh, especially Swayman, who I've stated in the past, hasn't exactly impressed me. Uh, most likely we're going to see Allmark just because uh, he's a starting goalie. He's having a phenomenal season. He's definitely in the Vezina Trophy uh, discussion as of now. And as we all know from last night, uh, Brian Elliott played. So we're definitely going to see Vasilevsky. And, and that was probably what, what the plan was going to be, was that uh, Cooper was saving Vasilevsky, uh, giving him a little bit more extra rest so he could go up against Boston. Because I know definitely after that Krejci goal, um, Vasilevsky definitely will want another shot uh, at the Boston Bruins. So we'll we'll be back, you know, later tonight or early tomorrow morning not sure yet we'll we'll see if we could get it out an episode out after the game or late after the game uh to discuss this game because really this is probably going to be a very physical game uh i feel like every time the lightning are in in boston those games are just significantly chippier um that's just how it is the boston bruins always like to just come out with a tons of ton of physicality and really try and wear you down early on and kind of assert their dominance at home. So really that's why I think it's more important for Tampa to go out and, and really take what they had in those last five and a half minutes of last night's third period, as well as overtime and, and carry that over into, into tonight's game. I mean, on the other side of that as well is that they, they need to do that for 60 minutes. So can, that's really going to be the question tonight. Can the lightning do that for 60 minutes? Can they do that in the first 10? Um, can they can can they just do the the right things cons consistently? I mean, there's a lot of questions with this team. Uh, the also the other question that I think is the big question that we saw last night is what team are we going to get tomorrow night? Are we going to see it? Are we going to see the team early on that is going to be overwhelmed by the Boston Bruins attack, or are we going to see a team that is going to look uh, overwhelmed because they're they're coming out with a lot of low energy? Uh, sequences, or are we going to see those miles uh, that we've, you know, spoken about a lot on this show that the Lightning have had issues in, in the last couple of seasons and games because uh, it, you know, they they have played a bunch of games. There's, there's no doubt about that. But um, are we going to see those miles uh, traveled uh, on the ice tomorrow night? You know, in guys like like Alex Kalorn, who has been playing well, um, but and, and, you know, and Vasilevsky as well has had a lot of miles on him. So we'll have to see uh, what kind of team we get tonight because really there's, you know, I, I want to call them Jekyll and Hyde, but I think there's a little bit more, a uh, couple more personalities in there uh, with this Lightning team. So we'll 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 see on, on the recap. Uh, we'll definitely talk about it, what kind of team we get tonight. Uh, and in the next segment, we'll be discussing – you know, what can the Lightning do to kind of somewhat get younger in the middle of the season? Or or are there any moves that can be made uh, down the line or right now? Uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to remind you all that this episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. They've got it all on betaline.net. Throw your money on today. If you haven't already, Team USA is playing Iran at 2 o'clock. I'm definitely putting down money on Team USA 
Uh, it's definitely shut shut up or uh, go home, pretty much. Uh, put up or go home for the Team USA soccer team. So definitely want to see them stay there and continue on to the knockout stage. Uh, and the best thing about Bet Online is that they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And once again, I want to thank everybody each and every day for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K. I love hearing all from you uh, throughout the game, post-game, pre-game, uh, on a day off, wherever. Uh, I love that back and forth with all of you as we kind of continue to figure out this lightning team because that's really what we're doing right now. I, I feel like every game thus far this season, we've kind of seen a different personality from this Tampa Bay lightning team. Uh, uh, you know, if, if you don't believe me, look at the, look at the schedule, look at what this team has done. Uh, well, not look at the schedule, but look at the results uh, last night. And, and even not just, the results but if you've been watching this team closely which i know all of you have if if you just see how they are throughout certain points of the games it's very strange i mean you go from and, and i know you're kind of comparing apples to oranges right now in this situation and the comparison i'm making but you're going from boston 5-3 kind of just get overwhelmed early on um, just allow boston to kind of just dictate the momentum of the game going forward and then you have a couple of days off and you play the blues who started out really rough were statistically one of the worst teams in the league uh nonetheless still a tough team and then you go into buffalo who kind of is in the same situation in the standings as the blues are now granted different divisions um take that as you will if you want to compare the strength of the of the atlantic and the central you take those two divisions and, and, and you go into a game with buffalo and you basically get overwhelmed for a couple of periods i mean you get off to a good start uh the lightning did have some good sequences there last night but Really, other than that, it wasn't until, like I said, about five and a half left in the game. And let's face it, Brian Elliott was what really kept the lightning in this game. Uh, he did give up five goals, but those were a lot of those goals were just except for maybe one. <coughs> excuse me. Um, were really just, you know, tough, you know, very good setups and, and you know, goals that really weren't given up by Elliott. They were given up by the team, if you know what I mean. Um, it seems as though if we look at the – and this, this you know, continuing the whole Jekyll Hyde multiple personalities of the Tampa Bay Lightning, you have a very good – I mean, if you want to even backtrack even further to the beginning of November, you play a terrible game against the Ottawa Senators in which, let's face it, you have no business winning. You lose in a shootout to Carolina, which, in my opinion, I mean, was a stereotypical lightning performance. Um, we have seen them do this many times. And last night was kind of the same thing where the lightning almost wake up midway through the game and realize they're playing a hockey game and, and they really turn it on. And 
that that's really the thing that really kills this team uh, is that they they really get their momentum going very late in the game. I mean, we see certain sequences and where they really turn it on. And I really think that this has a lot to do with what we're looking at with the roster. Um, right now, this roster isn't really together very well other than the top. And you're really not seeing a whole lot of players out there that are really going to be able to go out there and, 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 and put up very good offensive numbers or at least, you know, put out a good offensive performance for you on a nightly basis. I mean, we spoke about at the beginning of the year how top-heavy this Lightning team was with, with lines one and two. And Lightning fans have been very spoiled over the last three years uh, with how deep this team has been. And, you know, a large part of the reason why the Lightning are kind of taking a step back with that is because obviously losing some of those cor- those those players, namely from the third line, uh, and, and kind of really not – and, and kind of making trades, and I might get killed for this by Lightning fans, and that's perfectly fine. But and I'm sure there's a good number of Lightning fans that are thinking about this really deep down. And and let's face it, I mean, the Brandon Hagel trade hasn't exactly worked out the way that we all wish it would have. Yes, he's he's significantly getting better this year. He's he has seven goals, ten assists. That's 17 points on the season. That's phenomenal. But the way it was kind of pitch to us those who follow this team when the trade was made when when the lightning gave up two of their better prospects in exchange for brandon hagel we were we were kind of given this idea and and maybe forgive me at least because this is how i feel the lightning pitched this as oh he's gonna have this great performance he's gonna carry over exactly what he's been doing in Chicago. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, prior to being traded to the Lightning, Hagel had 37 points, 21 goals, uh, playing alongside uh, Patrick Kane. And you kind of figured he was going to do that coming here. And, And I'm completely willing to look past those 22 games he played with the Lightning last season after the trade, uh, only seven points, just really struggled to really figure it out. You're seeing somewhat of a of a resurgence, you know. Almost, you know, tonight will be he'll equal as many games uh, with the Lightning as he did last year. Up until this point, he'll be playing his 22nd game uh, tonight against Boston. So he already has 10 more points than he did last year. But I feel like the way, and and maybe you know, obviously comment below on YouTube or tweet to me or message me, whichever you wish to do. I kind of feel like we were pitched a certain different level of Brandon Hagel when that trade was made that, yes, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and complain. I'm going to, I'm not going to say that that was a terrible trade, but anytime you give up to top prospects, such as, as such as the lightning did for a trade like this, you know, I'm kind of figuring when you look at those stats, when you're looking at the team stats, especially when you have this guy, playing on the first line with with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov when you're moving your captain and one of the top scorers on your team and Steven Stamkos on the second line which I think really in the long run Stamkos prefers to play on the second line um 
but if you're moving Hagel onto the first line, don't you think that really he should be his point total or his goal total should be a little higher than seven at this point in the season, or he should be a little bit more consistent? Because let's face it, I, I you know there there are certain moments you know, or, or certain games throughout the course of the season where Brandon Hagel, you kind of just if it wasn't for Dave Randorf and his phenomenal uh, phenomenal broadcasting skills, I, I think there would be games where we wouldn't even know he was on the ice. Uh, you know, looking back at the Nashville game, uh, no points, nothing. You know, 22 minutes, 22 minutes of ice time, nothing there. Uh, against Boston, that 5-3 loss, he had a plus-minus of negative three. Uh, and other than that, you know, he's he's played very well. He's kind of had, you know, he had a little bit of a quiet performance against Calgary. Uh, he he had one point in that game on assist. But quite frankly, he's not here to to have assist to to you know to be an assist guy. He's here to 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 score goals. And speaking of scoring goals, something that this player, this next player, I'm going to talk about real quick that has really failed to do thus far this season. And I really thought he was going to really take it up a step further is Ross Colton. Uh, it was spoken about last night and, and, you know, I, I, by the way, I forgot to mention this real quick, but, and I'll talk about this, but, you know, I'm glad to see that lightning players are starting to be blunt about the way that this team is playing. Uh, they're really starting to show the frustration, which sometimes is a bad thing, but, um, what Braden point said between the periods, uh, with Gabby Shirley last night, I applaud him on that. We'll talk about that when we close the, when we close out the show, but Ross Colton, uh, you know, has had a rough go of it after scoring 22 goals last year, 39 points, rough, rough, uh, start to the season this year, four goals and nine points with a plus minus of negative seven, uh, really has not played to, uh, up to expectation where now he is finding himself on the fourth line with Cole Kiepke and Patrick Maroon and, Lightning fans need to be a little concerned about this. I'm concerned about it because Ross Colton was supposed to be a big part of this team's production. He was really supposed to be a large contributor. You know, I I believe I said at the beginning of the season that I really thought that Ross Colton was going to be uh, a second line guy. He was really going to start to play himself on the second line, or, or you know, start on the third line this year, which he did, and then eventually go into the second line, maybe force the Lightning into putting Kalorn on the third line, uh, kind of have Kalorn play more of a, a gritty role uh, on the wing position. But yeah, if you're Julian Brees Boss and, and 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 John Cooper, you have to be concerned that Ross Colton is not doing what he's supposed to be doing. And, and you're kind of sitting there scratching your head now with the trade deadline coming up in a couple of months, thinking like, how are we going to be able to move guys to get something back? Uh, or, you know, how are you supposed to be able to get up, get some pieces uh, for this team uh, to be able to be successful, score more goals? Uh, you know, the lightning power play was great last night, but that's not going to be something that's going to be be able to be replicated on a nightly basis. Let's face it. I've said it before. This lightning power play scores in bunches. That's why their percentage is the way it is. Uh, there'll be games where the lightning power play is abysmal. Uh, so, and a lot of part, large part of that has to do with these players not going out there and doing what they're supposed to do. Guys like Ross Colton have not shown up thus far. Guys like Nick Paul, he has had a decent season, but 
considering what we saw from him last season, as soon as he stepped foot on the ice and started playing, uh, Nick Paul has has really not built upon what we've seen him seen him do last season. So a lot of guys on this team, you know, Nick Paul does have 16 points, and that's phenomenal. But and, and like like I said, Brandon Hagel's also been having a good season. But when, when you have other players on this team not really doing what they're supposed to do doing, if you look at the Lightning's roster, you have a lot of guys. You, you see the goal output kind of splattered all over. Uh, you know, there's a handful of players with three, four, five goals here and there. But you don't see any other guys outside of Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point with double digits. Now, yes, Paul is on the verge of 10 goals for the year. That's phenomenal. but you know, I'm not expecting Nick Paul to be our top scorer. If, if Nick Paul is is fourth in the team in goals um, as the season ends, that's also great, and it's also a little concerning because then that means guys like Brandon Hagel, like 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 Ross Colton, uh, guys even like like I would say probably Mikhail Sergachev at this point in the season. I would expect him to get. Uh, quite a few more goals as he's 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 starting to get his offensive proudness really picked up in recent weeks. But if if Nick Paul is is fourth on the team in goals by the end of the season, or at least by the trade deadline, uh, if I was the G- GM or coach of this Lightning team, I'd be greatly concerned uh, about the long-term success of this team heading into a potential playoff run. So wrapping things up, yeah, I mean, I'm not here to spell – doom for Tampa. Obviously, there's a lot of hockey to be played. Uh, I fully expect, you know, as always, that Julian Brees Boss and John Cooper are going to put their heads together and figure out what in the hell to do about this Tampa team going forward because I don't expect them. It's it's weird uh, the way I feel about it is I feel like this team in the long term is better than Toronto. I, I just feel like that's only on the condition if guys like Brandon Hagel, like Ross Colton, and, and I don't want to hang too much long-term success on two players, but you can't have your top guys consistently being the only point-slash-goal-getters on a nightly basis. Uh, really, John Cooper needs to figure it out with this team. They need to figure it out where they could roll out offensive performances on a nightly basis that could give you a chance early on to win a game and keep yourself in it. We can't have a replication of the last game against Boston tonight. That 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 will just be embarrassing. And you can't expect to just play the way you are right now and expect to to look up at the standings come April and and be in third place. I would be almost shocked if this Lightning team, can, if they continue to play the way they're playing, especially with the struggles that Andre Vasilevsky has had in net thus far. Like I said, he's not had a bad season, but when you compare uh, what he has done this season to previous years or what you at least expect out of him, um, you know, this team needs to play better. They need to help him up, help him back or get back at least to what he could be, a fraction of what he could be. Um I expect Detroit to get better. I expect Florida to get better. I would be shocked if Buffalo at some point, something clicks for them in goal and they start to get a lot better. We start to see them climb through the ranks. Montreal, I don't know how to feel about them right now. I haven't seen a whole ton of the Canadians just yet. Um, But yeah, I I mean, 
the the Atlantic Division is as competitive as it's ever been in recent years, at least since the show has been on. Uh, you know, it's not a four horse race anymore. You got other teams rising through and, you know, next season or the season after, you know, maybe even Ottawa will turn it around and where really no one's going to be viewed as a as a, a weak team in this Atlantic division. So but as for this season, uh, the Lightning need to figure something out. They, they either need to look within in Syracuse, which I'm still not entirely sure why they almost to a point refuse to play Alex Barre Boulay. Um, I get it. Bogosian came back. And so that kind of puts foot out of the, the, the rotation. Uh, and right now for, if you're looking at daily faceoff, he's projected to be on the winger spot, which is, you know, basically that's what the lightning did with Luke Shen uh, a couple of years ago, which I had no problem with, but I don't know how that's going to work with Cal foot. Um, but Really, I, I think that they really need to look at Syracuse and say, you know, what are you doing with all those guys up there in Syracuse? Are those just placeholders or are these guys that you you have plans for in the future? And if you if if you're saying yes to the latter. Then you got to play them. I mean, it, it's it's either you play them now and if you plan on trading them, then then play them, show their worth to other teams and, and build up that value if you can. So you can make a trade that could bring in somebody to help this lightning team offensively, because listen, the stats look good, but in the long run, I'm sorry, Brandon Hagel doing what he's doing right now. Ross Colton doing what he's doing right now. Alex Kalorn doing what he's doing right now. That's not going to get you to the next level because that's what this lightning team should always strive for. That's what lightning, lightning fans should always strive for is getting this team to the next level, progressing, getting better as the season goes on. And I don't see it. I just see, one step forward and two steps back with this team. It, it seems like the the Lightning are a heavyweight boxer. They they go they fight against heavyweight teams, and they 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 do a very good job. And then they fight against the cruiserweights or or they fight against the light heavyweights like the Buffalo Sabers. And it's almost as if they're having issues with the speed, uh, or or you know out of their 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 weight class. So you know. This is a very strange team right now. Uh, I feel like every game uh, we're either very excited or very optimistic. And then when the bad goes, when, when things go bad, we're kind of almost not surprised. So, you know, hopefully the Lightning could pull out a good performance tonight against a good team in the Boston Bruins. Hopefully they could give them their first regulation loss at home. And hopefully we could see them continue to to carry this performance over into December. Because December, I was talking at the beginning of November how – November was going to be a tough month. Well, December is not going to look any better. Uh, you got a lot of good teams coming up uh, right on the horizon. You got Philly and Toronto later this week, and then Detroit and Florida next. So really a lot of good teams that are really coming your way. Uh, so the Lightning need to buckle down, pull up their socks, and, and get to work. So, But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. I'll talk to you in the next one.